Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. You know, one of the things with two teenage kids that I've had to deal with is what is on their phone? What's on their iPad? What are the things? And I'm not just talking about the worst of the worst, but one thing that continues to evolve is gaming and gambling and the crossing of those two. And uh, as a parent, you do the best that you can. You try to inform, you try to educate, and you try to make sure that they steer clear of some of those pitfalls. But the reality is, is with things like Twitch and all these different websites where you can live stream and you can engage with others, there is always going to be a risk. So to speak to that risk, and a few other things as well, Dr. Luke Clark, who's from the, the uh, he's a director at the Center for Gambling Research at UBC. Dr. Clark, good afternoon. Hi, Rob. Thanks for having me on. Well, it's a pleasure. And in preparation for this uh, interview, I was just assuming we'd be talking about Twitch. But then I went down the rabbit hole of some of the seminars that you've been a part of, and it covered everything right through to bipolar disorder. So let's start at the surface level and kind of delve in, if you'd be so kind. Let's talk about just the generalities of the fact that these kids right now, or people of all ages, can still find ways to gamble and uh, get enticed by certain websites. Yeah, I think that's right. And um, we've been presenting at the uh, the VCLC's New Horizons in Responsible Gambling Conference this week. And the, the session that we had yesterday was on emerging forms of gambling. You know, the, the worlds of uh, video gaming and gambling are moving sort of ever closer together. And, you know, one particular example of that uh, that we have new data on is uh, around uh, video game loot boxes. Mm. Um, so, uh, again, and a lot of listeners may not, may not be familiar with this term uh, ju- just yet. These, they've been around for a few years, but these are a loot boxes, are a sort of mystery box inside a video game. It, it delivers a, a randomized prize maybe a weapon or a character, and some of the prizes are very rare and valuable. Um, and the shift that we've been seeing in the gaming industry is towards kind of monetizing that feature. So gamers can, can buy loot boxes as a, as a form of in-game payment, and, and that means that they can uh, you know, overspend or spend more than they intended on those items and, and where the links with gambling come in. I know that Twitch in particular, if you go to their website, they'll talk about how they're trying to stay up on their policies and are doing their best that they can to prohibit streaming to certain sites that have everything from gambling to, you know, your aforementioned loot boxes. But the reality is, is this just continues to evolve. How do you police it? How do you try to contain the evolution of of what we're now starting to see more common out more common than ever before? Yeah, so Twitch there, that's, a, that's a, another example of this. I suppose in our research, I see these things as, as kind of separate, that um, the streaming platforms uh, like Twitch or you know, YouTube as, as well, uh, you know, traditionally there for watching video gaming. Now there's a big element of gambling streams on Twitch. Now these are free to watch, um, and the, you know, if the if the streamer wins on a gambling stream, the viewer doesn't doesn't win anything. So it's it's effectively spectating, 
But again, the concerns there are uh, similar. You know, we've got concerns about underage um, youth, you know, un- under the age to gamble can be exposed to gambling through through um, through streams. Uh, but but then the other part of that is, you know, what about uh, adults who are gambling, maybe people who are trying to cut back or or, or recover from gambling problems? Um, and, uh, you know, this um, this sort of digital uh, ecosystem that they're in, gambling is kind of all around them. One of the first times that I got involved in gambling, and it was a problem early on in my 20s, I would even say my late teens, was sports gambling and university. And the fact is, every weekend there are games, uh, you know, Friday was high school, Saturday was college, Sunday was for the pros. And you found yourself all of a sudden looking to your tuition or looking to loans or bursaries and ways that you never thought you would have to utilize money. But the reality is, is this, I guess you would call it age range, is still struggling with it. And now, even if you turn on the old hockey game, at least one of those commercials during a commercial break is a gambling site. Well, I, I've been studying um, gambling and, um, and, and gambling harm for uh, 15, 20, 20 years now. And um, the, the, the kind of risk factors that you talk about, about there, yeah, like younger age, you know, younger adulthood, but also a lot of um, teenage gambling. Uh, we also know that gambling problems tend to skew more towards men. And with, um, you know, student loans or, you know, access to, to funds is a, a central issue uh, as, as people's gambling kind of spirals out of control. Um, the, the, the sports betting sector, also very fast moving, of course, in, in Canada over the last couple of years with the, um, uh, the uh, move towards single event sports betting. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, another uh, space to watch. This has been a, a very fast-moving area over the last few years. You talk about um, fast-moving areas. Is there something you see on the horizon, something that maybe if we could nip it in the bud a little ahead of time might prevent the next big thing from happening? Well, uh, like I, I think that gets, yeah, like that gets sort of kind of regulatory question where the the video game sector, you know, is, is, is largely kind of self-regulated and, you know, age restrictions within, within, you know, gambling, like getting into a casino are very strictly enforced, but that's, you know, it's much more loose around video gaming, more kind of age recommendations. Dr. Clark, I don't mean to cut you off. I think what I meant was I just look at the future of AI and I think that, for me, oh. is the great variable right now. And I, I should have led with that question. I apologize. But, uh, you know, you look at things that are coming on the horizon. AI just seems to be progressing at almost a uh, breakneck speed. And I wondered if that would somehow prove, you know, troublesome for somebody that researches gambling. Oh, it certainly does. And I would see that particularly, uh, you know, in relation to, to marketing and promotions and how, those can can be directed more towards the kind of target groups through um, AI technologies. So, you know, rather than advertising on, on, on TV and, you know, anyone who watches uh, sports on TV sees those adverts that are kind of countrywide or province-wide at the moment. But AI through social media, um, through, uh, you know, particular having the, the app on the phone, it, it gives a lot more ways to contact uh, that person with marketing and um, and promotion. Yeah, it's such an interesting conversation. Dr. Clark, I wish we had much more time than this, but I'm sure we'll have you back and thank you for your time this afternoon. Great. Thanks, Rob.